0: hello and welcome to the free associates that's right folks the free associates the freedom of association the freedom to associate with just about anybody any idea that comes our way because why because like We believe that it is good. Freedom is good and it's free to associate and also to like just like pre associate. Like just let your mind wander and just stay loose because man, we're not going to figure this out right now. We're not going to figure it out right now. We're probably not going to figure it out by the end of the show and we're probably not going to figure it out by the end of the year possibly or our lifetime. How about that? Because it is hard to figure things out and we are. We're relentlessly amateur on this show. We don't let experts on this show because experts, they know too much, man. They will mess you up so fast. We don't do it. And we're also offering you guys out there a middle path, perhaps, a moderate path for America. Like, just to be, like, not really particularly partisan. We're not particularly interested in the president or the Congress or anything like that. But we are interested in... What's happening, and what, and how it might impact us, and what we want to do moving forward. You know, like, like, what do we think about this? Now, the whale dog's with us. Hey, Whalen, how you doing, pal? What up? How you doing? I'm good. It's I'm good. good. It's good. It's good to see you always. Always, my compadre, there. And the Whale Dog, and in a little bit, Matt Heenland's going to come on. He's my racquetball bro, and we have such a good time, I'll tell you. I miss my racquetball. We'll get him on in a minute. Now, folks, if you want to go to our page, it's the Free Associates on Facebook. If you're listening on the radio, it's WMUA Amherst 91.1. We love WMUA Amherst. I miss the studio. I was just saying to my wife, I miss three things. I miss teaching, I miss racquetball, and I miss being down at the studio at the base of that brutalist, neo-brutalist Soviet at the center of UMass campus. Now, we have been doing a series on Politico about predictions about a post-COVID world. So we also have our website, thefreeassociates.us, if you want to get it. And we're podcasted everywhere. And you know what? Our podcast shot to number one last week. That's what they said. I'm not sure who said that, but someone said it. Waylon, yeah. it happened, Just, man.
1: You know what? Just...
0: Price of fame and success. That's what it happens. is the price of fame and success. All right, folks, and so I want to bring on to our show a dear friend of mine, Matt Heinland. Matt, how you doing, pal? Hey,
2: I'm good, Norm. Good to see you.
0: Good to see you. Now, you had a choice, and we actually talked about it. you had a choice to remove that raggedy Ann doll from the background, but you have chosen I, to keep it in I there. To
2: keep
0: it. What's yeah. the What's the logic behind that?
2: I I mean. <laughs> It just ties the room together. <laughs>
1: it ties the room. I want to say too that I was I, I was a proponent of the raggedy Ann I yes. said, leave it there. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. You that don't you
1: see off screen as Norm tries to control what I wear too. He's like, "Ooh, that 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 navy blue shirt looks really good on you."
0: Well, let me just put it let me just put it to their Facebook viewers. I mean, he looked really good in that navy blue shirt. And he looks good now too, but I mean, there's something to be said for a little bit of a uniform, Whalen. Okay. And he's very touchy about this. He says, "What did you call yourself?
1: Clothing modest?" the other day. It's good. Well, yeah, clothing Clothing modest or agnostic too. I don't want to. I don't want to have any like logos unless it's like a like a nonprofit or anything that I really truly enjoy. So I don't like. I don't like to be branding other people. No, brands. definitely not. Definitely, you know? it's definitely like a not. effect. I don't like it. Right.
0: Speaking of brands, our beautiful free associates, nice. gold. That. Matt, isn't that, wear a, that on a shirt. isn't that a nice yeah. logo? It isn't is. That cool? It's really cool. It's clean. It's simple.
2: Yeah, well, listen. Nice.
0: During this pandemic, I keep getting silk shirts delivered to me from eBay. So I got all my Nat Nass t-shirts—not uh, t-shirts, but rather button-up shirts. Yeah. All right, shall we move Hawaiian on? Uh, well, they're not, they're, not they're not Hawaiian. They're not Hawaiian. I will. I will show you one later. Now, right. ha- happy birthday to you, Matt. Okay, thank you. There's one thank thing you. I want to say. How are you going to spend your birthday, pal?
2: Well, I slept in. Yes. Um, took the day off from work. I've been working. Oh, good. You know, very. Busily the yep. whole time, because I've been working from home for twenty years now.
0: That's what you do, yeah.
2: But I do. Um, and um, got a good walk in the neighborhood, and then started playing Legos with the kids.
0: Excellent, excellent, and and rocking on the guitar. And I tell you, uh, one of like I said, one of the things I really want to get back to is racquetball. Um, you know, Matt and I are racquetball pals, and yeah. over the last three years, we've just been playing and playing and playing. Super. All right. Yeah, so let's move on then, Um, Waylon. Do you want me to read this piece? We've been looking at Politico, and we've had like kind of mixed. We've had some mixed feelings. We've looked at the We looked at hyper individualism. The day before that, we looked at experts and polarization. The day before that, and today we're going to look at what what is Amy Sullivan. She's the director of strategy for Vote Common Good, and the title of this piece is "Religious Worship Will Look Different." Okay. And it reads, we are an Easter people, many Christians are fond of saying, emphasizing the triumph of hope and life over fear. But how do an Easter people observe their holiest day if they cannot rejoice together on Easter morning? How do Jews celebrate their deliverance from bondage when Passover cedars must take place on Zoom? With in-laws left to wonder whether Cousin Joey forgot the four questions or the internet connection merely froze. Can Muslim families celebrate Ramadan if they cannot visit local mosques for Torah uh, prayers or gather with, with loved ones over to uh, to break the fast? All faiths have dealt with the challenge of keeping faith alive under the adverse conditions of war, or diaspora, or persecution, but never all faiths at the same time. Hmm, interesting. Religion in the time of quarantine will change conceptions of what it means to minister and to fellowship, but it will also expand the opportunities for those who have no local congregation to sample sermons from afar. Contemplative practices may gain popularity, and maybe, just maybe, the culture war that has branded those who preach about the common good with the epithet social justice warrior may ease amid the very present reminder of our interconnected humanity. So we're going to look at that piece, but we're also going to like it's a short piece, so we're also going to talk about like is religion going to return in, or not return rather, but is there going to be a more emphasis? But let's deal with that first. What is your thoughts, Matt, on that piece in terms of like um, being able to worship together and the challenges that might pose to religion?
2: Well, I mean it I think it's we're finding new ways to gather uh, and getting used to that. But this has been kind of coming. Like I remember when I was young and seeing uh, commercials with video phones in the commercials. And then now the kids have those video phones from the get-go, like mm-hmm. they 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 know FaceTime with Grandma and Grandpa since they're two years old or whatever. So more and more, that type of connection is what what we know, and it's just normal and part of what you know what we do every day. I work from home, I'm on webex all day long sharing screen talking to people so the i mean we're interconnected in that sense and people more and more people are getting used to it i mean this is also maybe because i'm in america or you know first world type situation but
0: well i I, you know i think it's a really good point i don't think it's necessarily just a first world situation
2: no that's Uh, true i mean uh, you know, cell phone use in parts of Africa, right? Very remote, but they get service. They have computers in their pockets, you know? So they're connecting too. That's right. uh, So it's more widespread. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of like, um, you know, I kind of imagine maybe religion will be a little more like, you know, what are you, a Disney Plus fan or a Netflix? You know, you, it's, like, <laughs> you're, it's like a branding thing. All of a sudden you're going to like, you know, have a, a subscription to whatever you know channel
0: hmm. well there is by the way a, a christian netflix there is oh yeah yeah there is yeah.
1: it's cool you it's, know uh, it's, it's 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 called crucifix Really. Uh-huh, crucifix. good one
2: nice one sorry sorry, Cruc- sorry. Crucif- I, saw, I saw it
1: i saw my chance i saw my hey, yeah. window i had to hey, go
0: hey i'm in, go. i'm impressed did you say crucifix or cruciflex
1: I said crucifixed.
0: Okay, well, I just added to that. Uh, it's No, but it's a Christian channel like Netflix, but it's focused yeah. on messages. And people, I remember I in one of my classes, I was showing a video uh, on YouTube, and this advertisement came up, and the students really had a very negative reaction. And I, I was kind of like, well, I don't see what's the problem with it. They're just, these are like nice movies about, there's nothing really wrong with these values. They, they hey. sometimes are allergic to this stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean it's. Pe- people are more sarcastic. It's part of the culture now. With, you know, Ben Stiller kicked that off in the '90s with that self-deprecating humor, and then it, that kind of catches on more and more. Hmm. Um, you know, maybe that is that. I was going to ask if that was a Hallmark Channel. You know how like well, it's, it's- it- own a lot of stuff. So it's, it's a streaming. It's a network, right? So they they're all there's all this licensing for content. Yeah. Like, where did they get that?
0: Yeah, well, I think that's what it is. I think it's like a Hallmark channel for like a certain set of values, movies, a certain set of values. I don't I have no problem with it. Um, but your point is really well taken. And I think that, you know, someone older like myself, I'm not used to social media like younger people are, but it's the air they breathe. So, you know, it, you know, you, we never had video inside Mecca forever. You know, ever you couldn't shoot video inside of Mecca. It was not possible. Now, people stream from inside, yeah, right next to the Kaaba in in uh, Mecca. Like I'm talking in the Grand Mosque because there's no way you can stop it. You can't stop it unless there's a cell right. phone caddy at the at the, the gates at the, of yeah. Mecca. Yeah. Norm, that's that's your new job. Why don't that's you, what why it you is. you volunteer doing that. That's what it is. It works. It, it works like magic. You should
1: try it sometime. Few million, few million caddy thing. We'll erect it.
0: Well, well, Waylon, what do you think about this piece? It's it's saying that basically, I don't actually, can you guys help me refine this? What is it saying exactly? It's going to be hard to celebrate Easter or it's going to be hard to get together again? Like, what, What's going on?
1: Yeah. I think what what it's saying is that we there have been struggles in the past for for peoples of all religion, but this one is different. This one is a universal suf- suffering that that all religions are going through at the same time, and so from there, is it going to bring individuals of different faiths in, uh, together, hmm. or? Is it going to is are we going to see what we were talking about yesterday, which was kind of like the the kind of tribalism that we see in, in the protective nature and the in, in the insular nature that we can get into when fear and other things you know grip our society. I think that I don't think that the needle's going to move either way. I don't think that the religion is going to see an uptick in um in participation or 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 you know subscription to certain beliefs and I think that it's also because that religion is embedded now in the fabric of our social and political uh, daily ongoings so you see for instance the church in Florida where the pastor uh, openly defied the law that that they couldn't congregate and he gets arrested. It's like you know, if we put ourselves back a hundred years ago, that that taking a stand is going to be something that's symbolic of the church's power in in in, in dealing with governmental, hmm. you know, in bureau, bureaucratical organizations. Yeah. That was clearly a dumb move, and everyone, regardless of religion, saw through that and recognized that this was he was he was putting people's lives in danger. And we kind of moved on. So I, I I think that what people are flocking to more is common sense in in policy making and, and, and I and, and looking towards that communal good and the communal directives that are given through us through uh, our government or our our local governments. I'm not just saying federal, but I don't think that the needle's moving that much for religion. For well,
0: religion. I'd like to challenge that a little bit, Waylon. Yeah, um, sure. First of all, I agree with you. I mean, uh, in some aspect, I think that like in two months, things are going to calm down and people are going to be back in church who want to go to church. I don't, you know, I don't, don't, you know, there might be a spike in August and we don't, no one really knows, but um, missing one holiday is not going to, it's not going to transform belief systems or how we worship. It's just, I don't think if we have a plague for 10 years, and by the way, I just want to point out just a little piece of history because I do teach history, you know, Jews were really persecuted during the Black Death. Um, mm-hmm. They were accused of having brought the Black Death into Europe. And a lot of the times it's because they people owed them money. Uh, if you were mm-hmm. Jewish, you know, Christians weren't allowed to lend money at any kind of interest rate, and Jews weren't allowed to own land or be in army service. So mm-hmm. they, they served that purpose. And the Black Death was a very convenient time to get rid of the person you owed money to.
2: That, and so yeah there, was, room, uh-huh.
0: yeah, there was a whole purge during the Black Death. Now, I think that the thing is, and this is something that you and I, Whalen, have kind of come up against. There's a short-term, long-term thing. I agree in the short-term. I don't see this moving the needle. But I wonder if the economic wake of this situation might might be worth considering. That is to say, with an economic wake wake of significance – but uh, doesn't it stand to reason that um, people are going to be looking for social safety nets outside of the government? I mean, in some ways, religions are social safety nets. They are really good social safety nets. You know, if you're older, you join a church, someone is going to be there to deliver food to you when you can't rely necessarily on the government. So let me just kick that back to yeah. either you or Matt. Matt, do you want to chime in?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the, from what I know about the church, because I did not grow up Catholic or anything, I uh, was never baptized. My parents did grow up Catholic, um, but the church was all, you know, they built roads. They they kept records, right? I mean, in France, the churches, they, that's how the wine uh, industry basically got started it was the, the churches and the monasteries, they were figuring out where to plant stuff, what parts of the hill were creating certain grapes, right? Certain types of flavors and things. They were doing that for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, they were, you know, hospitals, uh, you know, like you yeah. said, they they were really the social support. I mean, the government was just taking money from the, you know, from the, um, yeah. the farming now, or whatever.
1: Now, this is what I want to say about that. Yes, absolutely. I agree with you 100% that the, that the church served its... Purposes far beyond just the capacity of of moral and philo- philosophical deliverance of of knowledge and information. We don't live in that time anymore. No. And the thing that we the the thing that that the Vatican can do is globally distribute mandates of moral and philosophical value. But it is not a FEMA, and it is not the it is not doing any large scale logistical problem solving that we need in a time in crisis like this nor is it going to give so, some sort of economic relief to any capacity that we need it in this in in this pandemic absolutely Way- so, but Waylon, i'm so a, go, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead because i mean I, i'm going to finish with that point but go ahead
0: so i'm going to argue i'm not talking about any national international thing i'm talking about like just on a local level, like if if I live in Florence and I want a social safety net, um, I want someone I want someone close to be in church with. I want a broader communal thing. I definitely am not talking about the Vatican uh, doing FEMA or anything like that. Just to be clear. Yeah.
1: Well. Okay. So meal distribution, Meals well, on Wheels does a better job yeah. than than a, than a local than a local church. I'm not saying I, that the think local that, church is I not, think that, it doesn't have its part in that, but. We have oh. to think about things on both the local and and large large scale and yeah. small scale. And I understand what you're saying, but there's no way to get involved with these people unless you're a super mega church that already is online and, and doing their their um, televangelist stuff, right? So it's like. What you're saying is that you can yearn for this all you want. You can't meet right now. You're, are you saying that we're going to get to the point where, when we come back, people are going to have more are going to be more in tuned with this idea that they that those meaningful relationships that are the results of the church are are important, and so they're going to go. For, there, there's going to be a, a there's going to be um, a mass kind of um, uh, like bringing in of people into the church. I don't I don't think that's going to happen. But is that what you're saying?
0: yeah that is what i'm saying um i think it's conceivable i mean here's the thing about um capitalism and and, and of our system um yeah that's annoying um our Did she go to church
1: <laughs> i think she heard church and she's like "Uh oh <laughs> no that's that's my little boy um here's the
0: problem with and i've been listening to, i know Whaling. you know this this podcast philosophizes this The problem with liberal bourgeois capitalism, and by liberal, I mean liberal market, free market forces, is that it is very good at certain policy stuff. It is not good at giving anyone a shared sense of meaning at all. That's, in fact, its greatest weakness. It has the thinnest veneer of shared meaning. And I think that after something like this, people are going to be seeking a kind of shared meaning. Yeah, it's not just about Meals on Wheels. It's not about FEMA. It's about... Um, a sense of belonging and a sense of, of non-relativistic meaning that's fixed, um, a belief system that doesn't just sway with fake news or the internet or something like that. Yeah, I do think so. Go ahead. So
1: I'm going to say this too. There's a great scene in The Simpsons, right? And I believe what's happening is I can't remember exactly, but there's an asteroid that's coming down. It's about to hit. It's got. A, it's about to hit uh, Springfield, right? Everybody looks, everybody's um, comes, there's a bar and a church and everybody comes out of the bar and everybody comes out of the church. They look up and they see the asteroid coming. They freak out. And all of the people that were in the bar run into the church and all the people that are in the church run into the bar. And the reason why I say this is because they're reacting to the immediacy of what's going on. I agree with you in the sense that I think that people are looking and, and really internalizing what's going on right now. I think that when all said and done, we go back to life as normal. You forget about the, the that immediacy and, and the things that you, you were thinking about, and that's why history repeats itself. I think that if you if you were able to find some sort of meaningful way to engage in church right now, people would be doing it. But because we have short spans of attention, and we and we gotta get out of this th- th- when we get out of this this pandemic debacle. People are going to be like, "Oh, okay. I'm going to just go back to mowing my lawn and go to the bar." Matt, you want to come in on that?
2: I I, I tend to sway to that side of it as well. I feel like, you know, everyone's talking about, well, what are you doing in this time? Are, are people self-reflecting or are they binging on content? Mm-hmm. And you know, everyone's like, "Well, what? Are, you know, if I can't work, I might as well just hit Netflix up all day or something." Like people make comments about that all the time. Like, you know, at the end of the work week, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, Netflix. <laughs> like, all right, just, okay. So the the self-reflection is probably getting stymied by the possibilities of feeling like we're connected to something greater.
0: Okay. Um, can I, can I add yeah. an, another layer to all this? Um, because I'm gonna, I want to bring out the big guns then and, and say that, that in fact, we're, uh, Yeah, history. I don't know if history repeats itself. There's a great Mark Twain quote that says, "History doesn't repeat itself; it rhymes." Um, Which is a cool quote. Spiral. It spirals. Uh, I think that there is something to be actually said about the spiral. It's never quite the same. But here's my argument. I actually think, obviously, this crisis is in a line of crises for democracy and capitalism. Democracy and capitalism has not sought to to reform itself. In, in the last 20 years, and this is actually in a continuum of crises of believing that that system actually serves its people. And one of way a system serves its people is through by giving it meaning, giving people meaning. And when the institutions fail people so much that it, they don't get meaning from that anymore, they seek meaning elsewhere. It may not be religion. It may be political ideology or whatever it is. But I'm going to argue that it's not just COVID press play. It's all the crises that have led here. Globalization, the Trump election, the 08 housing crash, 2001. All of these are democracy and capitalism staggering around now, really on the ropes. Eastern Europe is, is moving away from democracy and capitalism like we saw in the 30s. There's a lot of countries that said, you know, no thanks. Now, if this is followed by a Great Depression. You're going to see more and more countries say, thanks, that didn't really work out for me. That actually was really bad for me. And so I'm going to I, and this is this is what I keep trying to say is that the COVID thing could look minor compared to the economic uh mm-hmm. So that's that's me
1: well, coming back. It might not be religion. There, you're bringing it to the, to the economic circumstances. Well, yeah. Always. That we're in. Well, but we're talking about religious circumstances here. I agree with you on the on the principle of economics here.
0: Wayland, I'm saying I'm saying that if the the economy crashes, then that belief system crashes with it. Democracy and capitalism crash with it, and then people seek new belief systems. May not be Islam or Judaism. Might be something else that we don't even know about yet. But yes, I'm saying that we have a belief system that has eroded over the last 30 years um, badly. And the faith in, this inst- in our institutions and in like, any kind of shared belief that we're Americans for any other reason than binge-watching has gone away. And so, yes, I'm, I am arguing that there's a dearth of meaning in America that could be resolved. And we may not like how it's resolved unless the system can reform itself in any real way, which I'm very skeptical of.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, pe- I feel like people want things to go back the way they were. It's status quo all the time. So, mm-hmm. um, but once we, if we get there, yeah, do, do things change or not? Uh,
0: yeah, I agree with you. I think people do want things to go back to status quo, but I don't know that they will. And if they don't. Then that
1: people might. Well, yeah. yeah. Go and, ahead. Waylon. Well, now we're getting into a hypothetical that yeah. we've, we've hit the world of Mad Max, and now no. we're going to. No. Not you know, Mad Max. Like, this is. Yeah. If I, there are so many fish to fry and so many things to analyze when we when capitalism and, and and the country's infrastructure as we know it all fails, and I mean we could talk about the religion in that circumstance, but. I mean, there's so many, so many things that you that that we could we could talk about there. Yeah, what we're sure. talking about right now, is specifically, if this if the curve flattens mm-hmm. and we get to a point where we we like we go back to some semblance of nor- normal here, is there going to be an uptick in religion? Or is there an uptick in religion right now because of the, uh, as the as the quotes say, there's some sort of commonality of of suffering that we're experiencing that is going to that is going to make some camaraderie amongst the mm-hmm. religions. And okay. I don't think so. Okay, fair enough.
0: Fair enough to frame the conversation that way. I don't think you're wrong to frame it that way, um, but I don't think I'm wrong to say that the belief system that we live in has been taking knocks and pings for decades. And it leaves it vulnerable economically and otherwise to new belief systems. well. Yeah. and I
1: think that we we the the situation that we find ourselves in now too is that the the things that we have the com- the creature comforts that we have within within our society have made it so that and just the technology and the mediacy of where we can be, where we can be all of these things are. are are culminating in such a way that you see a dwindling of the of of religious numbers and an increase Mm in agnosticism and atheism Mm -hmm. in 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 the country Mm -hmm. and so i think that when when you have something that really shakes the foundation of what it means to be alive like some like virus that is rampaging through the world i think that people start internalizing and thinking about what their existential purpose is and the the People that have struggled with this and and, and sought answers or have answers yeah. to this so, are religion.
2: So I so like think a that. rise in a rise in curiosity anyway about what religion could mean for people, especially because you're reminded you're reminded more of like, okay, well, what are we doing for Easter this year? Okay, well, it's not going to be the same, and then and then you think, all right, now next thing, what's the next one that comes up? You know, oh, uh-huh. it's not going to be the same either. So yeah Maybe people start yeah. thinking about it more than you know normally you're sitting there like you got to you know get the kids ready to go to the in-laws to do the mm-hmm. you know <laughs> the Easter hunt and, you know frankly i'm happy not to have to but um but it is it so that's a chunk of like a normal you know here's our this is what we do this is part of our calendar you know now it's gone okay wait a minute that there's a void there that void Starts to get people curious.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna start moving the show out. um I definitely went global on that one. Waylon, Waylon stuck to his cheerful attitude that nothing's gonna change. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he does. We call him consciously unconscious on the show. <laughs> he knows sh- he knows you shouldn't go to another Copenhagen word for Nah, <laughs> not dumb. Not dumb at all. But. We'll have to see, folks. That's because we don't know. None of us are experts here, and we just don't know. Uh, but we are curious. The Chinese have a curse. May you live in interesting times. That's a curse in Chinese, and so that has been inflicted on the world again. Although uh, it's funny. that uh, Someone was calling this virus biblical, and I'm like, this is not biblical. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Like I have not missed a meal or a TV show. So yeah, that's...
2: like I haven't missed a day of work. Honestly, I've been yeah. you know cranking. Um, one thing I'm kind of wondering is also at you know at this point with over seven billion people on the planet, like let's say five hundred million people die, is that like how does that really disrupt the overall? You know, in terms of if you look at like the population growth, the history of mankind, like is this going to be okay. so now ne-
1: from a an psychological standpoint, probably uh, nothing. From uh, a psychological, human, and, and humane, humane, and humanities perspective, it would be it would be disastrous.
0: Well, I'm really you, you
1: having said that, I'm really wishing that Raggedy Ann doll wasn't in the background. Now. <laughs> Is that just? Yeah. Uh, well, there might be one. There might be one last uh, person in the world after that doll murders him. After. Okay. That doll. <laughs>
0: All right, folks. Well, you've been listening to The Free Associates, and we have our Facebook page, The Free Associates, and also we have few, thefreeassociates.us, and we are podcasted all over the known universe. Matt, just really briefly, what are you going to do with the rest of your day, pal? Uh,
2: i got some more Lego stuff to do, and I have a, um, an exchange with my band. We're doing, um, like, the drummer put a track down for a minute or so, then, then pass that to the bass player. She laid down some, some cool. bass, and um, I've been kind of noodling over uh, rhythm guitar parts. So I'm awesome. It that's, get the way that to, it in.
1: that's the way to do your birthday. Whale dog, what are you doing, pal? I'm going to be working on that van, man. Oh, I'm going to be working man. on that van. Yeah. I, I got this nice American flag done. I got it poly oh, and I got to do one more coat, and then the bed's going in, grooving around. Well, I told my class as I was teaching today that you have given up on Vanessa, and there was a
0: shriek of horror. Whew. Oh, man, people (laughs) were not happy about that. Your orange van. That is spreading rumors, my friend. you're the rumor, mill. You're a two-timer, my friend. All right, well, folks, I am the B.I.Q. I'm the barbarian in question. That's the whale dog. That's my buddy, Hanlon. And we are racquetball friends, amongst amongst other things. We're so glad that you joined us on this expert-free zone. We hope that you listen uh, further and also seek us out on Facebook with the Free associates page. And we'll see you next time.